0: I'm never going to get used to that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, how y'all doing, man? Back again, another episode of It Factor. And as always, I'm your host, Jeremy Robinson. Today, today, we have somebody special. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hey, y'all. My name is Cameron with a K. Cameron Monet on my social media platforms. I'm an attorney, contract creator, and entrepreneur. I help other creatives with their contracts, brand deals, make sure we're getting the coins we deserve with my lawyer hat and then with my influencer, contractor creator hat. I f- focus on fashion, beauty, makeup, but also my legal journey. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, definitely check me out. Yes.
0: yes ma'am. Tell me so straight up, man. How are you, man? How has your day been uh, dealing with different things in the world? Uh, how, how- mm.
1: Stress. Okay. <laughs> um. It, it, you know, everything comes in waves. I feel like that's something that I learned, especially with the pandemic everything comes in waves there's good days there's bad days there's blessed days there's stress days um i just take it one day at a time i'm heavy on self-care like that's something y'all all will so will see on my social media um, i'm heavy on self-care because i'm always doing 787 things at once so i have to find those little pockets of time for me in order for me to like perform at the highest level that i want to
0: got gotcha, you got gotcha, you yeah gotcha. Man, i respect that man self-care is real I'm not yeah. even telling you no story. Like I find myself now, me working in tech, i have be been like, hey, you know, I'm gonna take a day off. Okay, absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm about to go get a nap. Okay. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna go take a nap. You, have to. you know, this is not that serious, you know. And I also find myself doing this a lot too, because this is like this is like therapy. It's fun, man, I get to meet new people. And then like uh you can't mess up this. This is good conversation, you know. That's exactly <laughs> so tell me take me down that road to become an attorney man do you always grow up wanting to be an attorney or like you know you
1: like, like, I was like lawyer who no uh so I was in like theater performing arts all of the things in the creative space as a young child I, I don't even remember life before like being on stage basically I just loved everything about it um I loved reading and writing just like naturally but that was a part of stage like you have to read have to memorize and write and all that and be persuasive. And looking back now, I'm like, I was literally working my way up to be a lawyer, kind of, in like an unintentional way. But I never thought about law. I did not like school, if I'm going to be honest. I was like, I'm trying to get in and out of this thing. Got to college. Everybody looking at me like, so the whole acting thing was cute. But like, what's, mind you, I didn't. my family got no money. So they were looking at me like, it's giving you need something that we understand. Um, And they were super supportive the whole time, of course, because I wouldn't have been doing it without them. But my mom was like, so what's next? basically. And I was like, I have no idea. I did not know what I wanted to do. I never met a lawyer outside of like family stuff in courts, seeing them on TV, Law and Order SVU, Perry Mason, you name it. I was watching all the shows. So I talked to my advisor. Ironically, I don't know if it was just like, God be putting stuff together, child. But my advisor was a lawyer. And I was like, okay, never thought about law. He was like, just take some legal study classes and see what you like. Took them. I was like, okay, it's kind of cool. I joined the mock trial team. And that's really what like opened my mind to like the courtroom so it's basically like fake trials and Mm -hmm. I loved it I loved it it made me feel the same way I felt on stage like in the courtroom I was like oh yeah I could dominate this didn't know about the LSAT didn't know about the process I'm like I'm going to law school my advisor was like you can take an LSAT I said who's LSAT (laughs) and what did she want okay I when I think about it I know he was like I really should have gave her a little bit more before she took them classes um so I just majored in political science because that's The only, I thought that that's what you had to do. I minored in criminology because I always was like fascinated about criminal law and still am to a certain extent. Um, Applied to law school. I was like, God, if I get in, I'm gonna go. Not him letting me get in. I said, okay, I guess I'm gonna go. Um, I got accepted into like a little bit over half of the schools I applied to. I chose Cumberland School of Law because honestly, they gave me the most scholarship. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to stay in the South. I'm originally from Flint, Michigan, but I love the South. I went to undergrad at Kennesaw State University in Georgia. And I was like, I want to stay in the south so that's what i did went to cumberland i loved it and now i'm i just i fell in love with birmingham i can't hide it i just i just fell in love with it
0: that's amazing man that's amazing i went to clarkland university myself so okay i can't talk from time to time so
1: i believe yeah, it that's
0: amazing, <laughs> man. that's amazing man so uh tell me about your social media platform man what went into that before i get into my other question,
1: like, yeah um i've always like i said being a creative at heart Um, And then I kind of felt like social media was like a little escape for me. Like, I just loved it. It was something about the digital that was so attractive to me at a young age. Like my mom was like, ain't no computers, ain't no social media, ain't no none of that. Have a little MySpace on the low. And I got a Facebook and I was like, oh, this is cool. I got top eight. Okay. I was trying to be a coder or whatever. Um, I love social media. I think what I thought was so fascinating about it is like, I can send a message and reach millions of hundreds of thousands of people across the world in moments. Like to me, that was so fascinating. I was born in New York, raised in Michigan, undergrad in Georgia. Now I'm living in Alabama. Like I've always been like just fascinated with like other states. And I've, like, I've lived in several places and met so many different people of different cultures. So I just thought that was fascinating. Um, on top of just creating content. Like I said, I love being in front of the camera. I love being behind the camera. I love editing. I love all the process that happens before you see the post. Mm-hmm. Started on YouTube because I was watching so much YouTube. Everybody was like, how about you just make one? Like make a YouTube channel. I was like, girl, I ain't doing that now, ma'am. Did that. Okay. Um, I love that. <laughs> creating content around like I just always would try different hairstyles right so I would just try to do something with my hair and people would be like oh I want to see how you do that how you did that so I was like I'm just gonna make a video so y'all can see that's that then I'm like oh not people really watching me hi I started that in 2014 went to law school in 2016 and my hair was in a bun every day I said I gotta study so y'all gonna get bun content or y'all gonna get law content so that's when I started doing law content and kind of just been doing that integrated and in
0: that's amazing man that's that's beyond amazing to get that kind of content to move from that to move to law content yeah Had yeah, the people like look she done done boba okay look wait it's
1: a minute. tough you know that was talking about exams and they're like but your hair though and i'm like so y'all don't y'all don't see y'all don't, y'all not getting this law content they're like and the hair <laughs>
0: like you don't know what's going on with me this is the reason why
1: exactly okay <laughs> period <laughs>
0: So man so so what made you step away from that nine to five you know leaving out of law school you know past the else i guess you like hey look i'm gonna leave like i gotta go like what was the initial contact to say okay it's time to go
1: yeah so i in law school i never thought like i would not be practicing in a traditional sense i was like i'm gonna get the firm life i'm gonna work the firm i'm gonna be partner the firm i'm gonna be i'm gonna do the thing like i'm gonna just do that i don't want to own my own firm i don't want to own nothing like I'm good on it. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I got my, the previous firm job while I was still in school was a blessing. Like they were like, Hey, here's a job offer before you even take the bar. Like we, we got you. I was like, bet. So I was so nervous, took the bar, passed it. Thank you, Jesus. I worked for a year. I technically worked with them a year and a half in school and then a year out of school. So I was there for two and a half years. Like, Hey y'all, we cool. Um, then I was realizing like, it wasn't healthy. Like we were just talking about balance. Mm-hmm. I was, it was to the point my mom was like, are you sleeping? And that's when I knew I was like, am I? And I just didn't like that because I knew I wouldn't be able to juggle both at the level I was trying to do for any amount of time longer than I was. Yeah. Um, I was giving a hundred to both things because I felt like I had to, which I kind of did as a new lawyer, like my boss looking at me, I'm looking at him, he looking at me. Then COVID hits and it's like, oh, wait, we all at the house. Like, let me see. So I kind of got a little test run. Of like what it would be like to work from home period and then also to do more have more time to create content because we all got more time at home like let's be honest right, we got right. more time because i don't got to get dressed i ain't got to see nobody i ain't got to drive there i ain't got to kiki with the co-workers i can work so i was like okay i think this is sustainable but let me really get into the finances like can i sustain myself for real mm-hmm. and i was like wait the kid is doing okay so i started saving unintentionally not thinking i was gonna quit still There was one incident in particular, me and my boss, we just couldn't see head, we couldn't see eye to eye on something. Mm -hmm. Social media, I could feel it like it was growing. Like I was on a really good growth pattern. And it was one of those like income was increasing, everything was increasing. Am I going to jump in this wave right now and ride that thing or am I going to let it pass and try to catch the next one? And it was like, what's holding you back? I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I'm young. Like this is the time for me to make that type of risk. I'll always be a lawyer. I'm still a lawyer. I'm so barred. I, but it almost was hard. Like, I think that's probably the hardest part about quitting any job is a lot of us associate. And I worked in employment litigation. So I've talked to so many employees, all types of issues. So like, this is legit. What happens is we associate like our character and our, ourselves with our job title. Like yes. we, it's so hard to leave. Like I work for a firm. That was the hardest part. It wasn't like I couldn't sustain myself financially. Cause if I was making enough, then I know I would make more doing it full time. It was just the I quit a law firm and that was the hardest as a black female lawyer. I was the only black female associate attorney there lawyer there in the whole firm. Um, and I felt like I didn't want to let my people down and <laughs> I was letting myself down by saying, so I had to leave. And I just, I put in my resignation.
0: Yeah. You always so got I was to like, no, no, ma'am.
1: I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, no. I said, yes, Just take it. don't make me beg. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I'm almost, I'm actually going to hit my year. Um, full time entrepreneurship in a couple weeks. So,
0: congratulations! Thank you. you, They say the first year is the hardest, and they ain't lying. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing, though, man, for you to just have to do what's best for you type thing, you know, and doing at a young age, like you said, before anything comes up. So, I know nothing but success coming your way.
1: Thank you. You
0: know, know, that's amazing, man. So, what is your it factor, man? Why you do what you do?
1: You know, and I know we're recording, but I read that question and Man, I was like, oh no, no. I think I've always been super driven. Like I've always been ambitious. I've always been driven and well aware of my abilities and inabilities. Um, I know I love speaking. I love this. I love interviews. I love just being around people and be able to provide value, whatever that may look like in that setting. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to think what would that sum up to be? And I think it's just being authentic and being who I am. I've always been authentic. That's one thing I even prayed heavy while I was in law school, like, do not lose yourself. Like, and you can, it can happen because law will strip you down and it will try to rewrite you. And you got to let it strip a little bit so you can learn to analyze like an attorney. But I never wanted to forget, like, who I am, what I am, what I like to do. And I also think, shout out to social media for that, because whenever I felt like I was just too overwhelmed in the legal field, I had a creative outlet where I can go to my audience and they remember the affordable wig song. They remembered all that. And I was able just to be vulnerable in that space. So for me, I would always I would always say my it factor or my thing, my number one thing I love about myself is my authenticity and being real no matter where what environment I'm in.
0: Respect, respect. And I could say that when I seen only just Instagram and reached out, I was like, wait a minute, man, this is a person that's really doing some good things. I was like, I mean, this woman, I'm like, I gotta bring her on the shows, people gotta learn about her. Appreciate so, that. And um, that I would say, what's one of your ultimate life goals? You need to be out of work, in work, however, it looks for you.
1: several some i want to tell y'all okay y'all my business don't do that um i think i didn't grow up with money i'm from flint 810 we ain't had water it was for real Uh so for me i don't i i think i want to be able to one travel whenever i want but that's one other thing but i want to be able to step in for the anywhere and not have to check my bank account if I want to buy something like I'm already cheap as it is trust me okay I I don't like to spend money even when I have it like I find myself like Cameron you don't have to look like but I want to get to a place where I'm so financially free so financially aware Mm -hmm. and knowledgeable about how my finances work and what that looks like and how to invest so that like my children don't have to worry they still gonna do some chores and is, but like I I want to make sure that I can I'm comfortable in understanding like how financial systems work and all that because I have no idea I'm learning now so let me not say no idea we learning. Um but I want to walk in a
0: place and not have to check my account. I'm with you on that. I'm getting to that point now. I want to say thank God for that. Good yes. for me now, but i don't bought my crib and stuff with my fiance and we kind of like it. i got a financial person. Sometimes she'd look at me and be like, "How you able to do that?" And I'm like, "God, it's not Okay. I Oh, uh, no. But I'm with you on that journey too. And yeah. having financial people kind of let you know, like, oh, you saving this much? I'm like, okay, so I can't spend some money. Okay. Save that, save but I less. still think, like, I'm still thinking like that all Georgia boy, like, wait a minute. Like, it's so hard. My coin. Like, wait a yeah. You know,
1: it's man. so hard to get out of that. But I also think it's a blessing because it does stop me from spending sometimes. And I'm more aware and like I can budget better because I've been there where I had to budget. Right. Um, but like career wise, I want to do a TED Talk. I don't know what it's on. I'm still. So, I'm asking God. I don't know what it would be on, but I, I've always wanted to do a TED talk. I don't know what I would. Maybe ten years. On, I don't know when, but I've, I want to do a TED talk.
0: I'm with you. On that's that like you career goal. Love to do that. If I could it's do a TED talk. TED talk, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, like that would that's, be like oh, that's a dope. I did, like I wouldn't want to do nothing else. It would be <laughs> weird, like,
1: I what do you do? I did a TED talk. Did y'all not hear? it? Like
0: you, yeah. Like you coming on the show, but hey, I did a TED talk. You
1: know. Yeah, like just for the record, <laughs> I just want y'all. No, yeah, that that's like a dream. Like man, mm-hmm. I did a TED talk. Ah!
0: <laughs> you got to tell that's, that's gonna be amazing, man. So I would say, uh, is this your dream now? Or are you like you living in one of your dream jobs now, or is it more for you to do?
1: Both, both. I think I'd have to be where I am to get where I'm going.
0: Mm-hmm. Say that again. I gotta do it. Right, I like that.
1: Yeah, this is like the grunt work. This is like the learning process. Even like this, this last year, what I originally thought I was going to do during that year is not what I ended up doing. I ended up realizing, okay, I got one year. I'm good with my savings. I'm still making money. Let me just try some stuff. So I've tested out a lot of stuff and now I'm just getting to a point where I'm like finalizing things. So the second year is like, boom, we're hitting the ground running with the goal. Um, but yeah, I think I, I had to figure all this out because entrepreneurship is so complex. It's so much more than just oh, you selling a product or you're getting online and you're doing this. It's it's the systems, it's the processes, it's the hiring, all of that. I've hired, I've fired. I had my first like I was like oh god, I'm so nervous, but it's like you're the CEO, of your business act like it. Um, and I'm re- I'm hiring now, so it's like going through that process and learning like how to be a leader in a company is a whole different ballgame. So I think I, I'm needing this to get where I'm going for sure.
0: Got you, got you. So in that, I would say, do you have any questions for me?
1: Yes. Why did you start the podcast?
0: So I started the podcast, man, uh, being a student, going to Clark and going into computer science and computer engineering and trying to like, I never heard of it, I knew of it a little bit, but I never knew how intense it was until I got to Clark. (laughs) And, you know, uh, even going to HBCU, I thought all my professors were going to be like black look like me. But when I got to (laughs) the logical classes. It didn't look like this. So I was like, you know, one day when I graduate, I'm gonna start a show so people can at least talk to people that are attorneys, are engineers, are doctors, or they played in NFL. Now they do this like those type of conversations, so that our people can see it and say, okay, I know Jeremy talking about this, but let me go look and see the day that he talked to this attorney because I want to be an attorney. So I wanted to always feel that void of like being that student, from me being that student at Clark and not knowing nobody that looked yeah. like. Me. So, yeah, that's why I started. And also, like, uh, just to be that voice and get the outlet outside of corporate America, because we need it. corporate. Yes. It ain't it. So, you know. Trust me. crazy. You have it's to do something outside of it. So, other than that, man, you uh, know, that's pretty much the show.
1: I love that. That's so important. This is dope. I'm yeah. thinking about starting a podcast. I'm, I love when I hear other podcasts talk about their podcasts. So I can, like, get a feel.
0: Got you, got you. I haven't been called
1: to do it yet because I'm like, I ain't got time. But I think eventually I can see it.
0: I got you. I got you, man. But um, I would say uh, anything you would want to end with?
1: Um, I always end with something similar when people ask that. Uh, but I wrote it in like, uh, I started the first yearbook at Cumberland. They had another one when before they moved to Alabama like decades ago. And then they never started back up. So I started back up. And we all were writing our quotes, like what is our thing, like under our name. And I just was like, "What's for me is for me," and that's like, "What's for you is for you." Is like my thing that has really kept me going. Like when I'm in environments where I feel uncomfortable, imposter syndrome is on my back. Okay, shit hater. Um, I always remind myself, like, "What's for me is for me." Like, God is going to give me what's for me. It doesn't matter what I lose, what I gain, who comes in my way, who comes out, who makes a way. Like. I'm going to get what I'm going to get regardless. So I always remind myself like what's for me is for me. Like me helping someone else, I can give somebody the whole rule book and they can still get a whole different outcome. It's not going to it's not going to harm me. Um so I love that you're doing this for our community. It's so important for us to see people that look like us doing this. And that's that's something that is just overly important. Like so important for me too. But yeah, what's for you is for you. What's for me is for
0: me. And I
1: can help you, you can help me, and we're going to be good.
0: Respect, respect. And then that that's the show.
1: Thank you.